0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. John chapter 15 and verse five, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. Did you know you are a branch in God's eyes? You see, we have an idea of what we are like, and we have an idea of what God is like and we come to God often. I'm not sure if, you, sure if you will agree with me on this, but I know for myself, I come to God with my own agenda, my own list of things that I want him to do and my own idea of what he's like and what I'm like. Sometimes I think I am the center of the universe and he must do what I want him to do. Sometimes I think he is like um, a lawyer or a doctor, and I can get his opinion, and then I can go for a second opinion somewhere else. Sometimes I think he's like an ATM machine or a or a slot machine where I put my card or my coin in, and I pull the handle, and he's going to give me what I need. But he says that I am a branch and he is a vine, and the purpose of the vine and the branch is to bear fruit. When God made you and me, he made us as branches to be connected to God. When God made human beings, we were designed to be plugged into the power source, the life source, The relationship with our creator was supposed to flow like sap, like energy, through the the vessels of the vine and into the branch, and fruit was supposed to come out, but something went wrong. Our ancestors, all the way back to the beginning, but even the, the ones after Adam and Eve, all of our ancestors and me, when I reached an age of accountability, whatever age that was, 10, 11, 12 years old, I started to make decisions and I cut myself off from the vine, from the source of life, from my creator who was wanting to give me life and joy and peace and power and to produce this beautiful fruit out of my life, and I became a dead branch You don't need to agree with me. I know very well for myself that I was a dead branch before I met Jesus. The problem with the dead branch is it knows it needs life. It has a need and a desire within it to have the sap, the the power of the creator flowing in it. And so it looks for that life, but because it has separated itself from God, it looks in other places. And the Bible says in Romans 7 and verse 6, that when we were apart from God, we bore fruit to death. In other words, this branch you or me, when we're separated from God, we bear fruit. It's not like we're just a dead stick. We actually bear fruit, but it's the wrong kind of fruit. It's not the kind of fruit that God wants us to bear. And the reason we're bearing that fruit is always because we're trying to fill this need, this lack that we have for the sap, the life, the living water of the creator that's supposed to be flowing into us. We're looking for it in other places. Again, you don't need to agree with me because I know it's true. I've lived it. Jeremiah 2 verse 13, God says, My people have forsaken me, the well of living water, in other words, the source of life giving sap. They've forsaken me and they've dug their own dirty wells to try and get water. I did that. I tried to fulfill this need in me for joy, for peace, for life, for purpose for power, for significance, for pleasure. I tried to fill that need with all sorts of other things. I tried to be the main guy in my social circle. I tried to be a tough guy. I tried to fit in. I tried to have relationships with the opposite sex, and I tried all sorts of different ways of trying to fulfill that need within me the pleasure the pleasure ways of fulfilling that need I tried substances to intoxicate me I tried different religions and ways of spiritual um, direction to try and fill the need within me and it never worked And I'm ashamed to say that even after I became a Christian, even after I got plugged into the vine, the real source, I found that this branch that had for many years learned to try and produce fruit on its own, it didn't die when I became a Christian. It carried on in its own way of thinking and operating. And so even after I found the true well of life, I found myself going back to those old ways of trying to find fulfillment and trying to produce fruit. So Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. And then he gives us two lovely clues as to what abiding in him means. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, isn't that a beautiful picture? So it's not just the presence of God. It's not just Jesus, I'm yours and I'm plugged in and I'm committed to you. It's not just loving him and being in his presence. It's his words coming in as well. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. And then the third thing. So it's abiding in him, abiding in his word, and him and his word abiding in me. And then the last one, verse 9. As the Father loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. Isn't that a beautiful picture? How much does the Father love Jesus? So much. He's so happy with him. He loves him. They are one. They are three in one. And God's love is all around and within Jesus. Jesus says that same love I've passed on to you. Abide in my love. Rest in my love. Rejoice in my love. Get your sap and your power and your fulfillment and your joy and all those things you're looking for in my love. Now, I want to join this passage with the passage in Galatians chapter 5, which we have been talking about. And I want to show you that they are very closely linked. So, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. He says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. What is that talking about? Friends, what he's saying is still you are a branch and you need to get plugged into the vine, but the sap of the vine here he calls the spirit as the life and the love and the acceptance and the power of Jesus flow into you. That's the spirit, and you were that dead branch but now the life is flowing in, and he's going to talk about how fruit gets produced in your life as a result of the Spirit flowing into you, as a result of abiding in his love, in his word. In him, he says, fruit starts to come out, and it's fruit singular. When he says the fruit of the Spirit later on, it's fruit singular, not fruits There is one fruit, but it has nine portions or parts, and they are incremental. It starts with love, the love of God. I receive the love of God, and it fills me up. It fills that void that was in me, and I start to become more loving. Then he says, love, joy, peace. There's joy that wells up. There's peace within me, and I don't need to go looking to alcohol, to sex, to uh, human interactions to to fulfill me because there 's this the well has been filled up within me and joy and peace start to f- Then I start to exhibit the same character that God shows towards me. I start to show towards other people. Patience. God is so patient with me. I keep stumbling. I keep falling. I'm in the vine, but I keep living as if I'm not in the vine. And he patiently forgives me. And he receives me back. And I realize how patient God is with me. And I start to pass on patience to others kindness. I realize God is so kind. He gives me much more than I deserve. I deserve a punishment. I deserve a consequence. I deserve anger from God, but He gives me kindness. He blesses me. He heals me. He forgives me. He just pours love and forgiveness on me, and so I become kind to others. It starts to ooze out of me. The fruit starts to come out of me. Goodness, I start to exhibit the character of God. I look at God and I see what he's like and I become like him and other people see that coming out of me. And then faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control start to come out of me. These are where the rubber hits the road. Now, the power of the fruit enables me. It's a greater power than the power of the dead branch. And that is what the Bible calls the flesh. So can I just describe to you what the flesh is? You've heard it mentioned in the Bible many, many times. Flesh, flesh, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 15. Jesus said, you must be born again of the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. What is the flesh? Is it just talking about the meat? What is the flesh? I'll tell you what the flesh is. The flesh is the branch without the life of God. The flesh is what learnt over many, many years of trying to fulfill this desperate need within me to behave in certain ways, that is the flesh. It is part of your physical body, but it's also your mind, your emotions, every part of you that has been trained to live apart from God. That is your flesh, and I've got bad news and good news. The bad news is you will have your flesh with you even though you're a branch plugged back into the vine, and even though God's life is flowing in you, and even though fruit starts to come out of you from God, you will still have the flesh with you until the day you die. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but it's the reality. Only when we get to heaven will we be fully released from this flesh that has been trained over centuries of my ancestors and now my own life, trained to sin, trained to try and find fulfillment elsewhere other than in God. I will still have the flesh with me. So let me just tell you briefly about the flesh. The flesh is inherited. I get it from my my parents It enslaves me, Romans 6 verse 16, I become a habitual sinner. The flesh gets into patterns and habits. I can relate to this. I'm sure you can too. You thought and you acted one way before you were a Christian. You still have those thoughts and habit patterns after. That stays with you. It affects your mind and your conscience. Uh, Romans chapter 1 in verse 21 and verse 28 says that when we were separated from God, our minds were darkened, they became futile, and they became debased. Our mind gets affected. We can't think properly because sin, the flesh, affects the way that I think. And First uh, Timothy, I think it's chapter... Four verse 2 says that our consciences become seared. They're no longer sensitive to God. So the flesh has a wrong way of thinking. It's enslaved. There's habits formed. Uh, Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 3 tells me that my flesh is a slave to the prince of the power of the air. The devil is controlling and influencing me. And it's an enemy of God. Listen to this verse. verse Romans 8 verse 7. The fleshly mind or the carnal mind, the the mind that is of the flesh, the branch before Jesus' life came into me, is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That's what my flesh is like. So now let's listen to Galatians 5. Walk in the spirit, let the sap of God flow into you, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh lusts against the spirit. The spirit against the flesh, they're contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Paul in Romans 7 says, what, what a wretched man I am. Who will set me free from this body of death? The thing that I want to do in my inward man, I want to please God, but I find something else at work in my members, in my flesh. There's sin at work in me that makes me do different things. Who will set me free? But then he says, but thanks be to God. And then Romans 8 verse 1 says, the spirit, Romans 8 verse 2 says, the, spirit, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Another way of saying that is the sap of the vine is more powerful if I allow it to produce fruit to me. It's more powerful than the power of this flesh, this branch, this dead branch, that will always be with me. But now there are four categories of the works or the fruit of the flesh that I need to show you. And the reason I need to show you this is because you need to know, he gives them to us as a list so that we can say, which one am I producing? Why do I need to know that? Because I wanna know, am I plugged into the vine or am I not? It's not because I go to church or my name is on a church's register or even that I was baptized many years ago or that I've said a prayer or any of those things. It's the fruit that tells me, am I really plugged into the vine? And if you are a Christian and you're coming to church, you need to look at these two lists because it will show you, are you really plugged into the vine? You know, there's many people. Jesus said there will be false teachers who will seem to be great godly Christian people. But it's their fruit that will tell you whether they are or not. He says not even do that because of their miracles, will you know. It's only their fruit that will tell you whether they are proper, strong, mature Christian leaders or teachers. And for you and I, we need to look at this list. So the first category of the works of the flesh. The the fleshly, the dead branch produces things to try and meet the needs, the the vacuum within us. Even if we've been a Christian for many years, the, the works of the flesh can still pop out if we allow them to. And he says, the first category Oh, sexual, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lewdness. What's happening here is I'm saying, my flesh is saying, I need love. I need joy. I need peace. I need significance. I need importance. I need acceptance. I need pleasure. I can't find it because I'm not plugged into the vine. Let me try sex. Sex. And even though sex is a good thing that God has created, we take it out of the context that God made it for, which is marriage, and we try it in all these different places. And he says any sex that's outside of marriage is actually a work of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lewdness. Very clear. I need to tell you, That if you are involved in sex outside of marriage, it is a work of the flesh. And God says it's not okay. The next category are religious or spiritual sins. He says idolatry and sorcery. What is this? This is where I go to look in spiritual or religious places other than the vine of Jesus. That word for sorcery is the Greek word pharmakeia, where we get pharmacy from. And so often drugs are like a spiritual experience. Often medicines that don't have any medical value, they just have a spiritual value behind them. That, that's, it's, it's a spiritual thing that I'm trying to find life from a spiritual source, but it's not from the vine of God. Or there's other religions, or there's Other truths, and I try to read other truths other than what God says because I'm trying to fulfill this need. He says it's a work, it's a fruit of the flesh. The third category are personal, interpersonal relationship issues. And they all revolve around this little phrase, selfish ambition. He says that the the flesh, the dead branch, tries to get the, the life and the and the significance from relationships with people. And listen to what he says, hatred, contentions. You know, the funny thing is we sometimes put a spiritual veneer on these things. And so someone will pretend to be preaching or, or speaking for God, but underneath it is, is a, a, a hatred of other people or a contention. They're trying to, they're trying to cause arguments and separate people or jealousies. Where I can't be satisfied that somebody else is happy or doing well. I, I find myself getting jealous and trying to, the flesh is trying to get something out of them. Outbursts of wrath, where I, I display anger, but it's really a, a tool I use to bully people and make them do what I want. And I'm trying to fulfill the need in my flesh, in the, bra- the dead branch that only God's love can fill. Selfish ambitions. Selfish ambitions. That's where it's all about me, and I want to be the center, I want to be the important one, and I want people to do what I want them to do. I won't be gentle, I won't submit, I won't love others. Dissensions, heresies, or factions, envy, and murders. You know, it doesn't matter how spiritual a person sounds with their words, it doesn't matter how many degrees or letters after their name they have that says they're a good Christian, if a person is dividing people and working people against each other and speaking to try and uh, separate people from one another, causing division and factions, that is not a work of the Spirit. And then the last category is drunkenness and revelries. This is where I use chemicals or substances, even yeah, drunkenness and revelries. Other things to try and fill the void inside of me. There's a need for peace. There's a need for joy. There's a need for God's love and acceptance. There's a need to feel I'm important and everyone must love me. And so we use chemicals and drink and drugs and whatever else to try and build that up within myself. And then he says, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm going to come back to that verse in a moment. But then he says, but the fruit of the Spirit. So friend, if you are struggling with some of those works of the flesh, and I know where you are because I go through that on a daily basis. The flesh that was there before I was plugged into the vine is still there saying, look for pleasure. Look for Look for joy. Look for significance in all these different ways. Look for it. If you are struggling with that, the answer is to let the fruit of the vine, to let the, the sap give you these things. And he says the fruit, singular of the Spirit, is love, joy, and peace. I rest in God's love for me. Jesus died for me. He loves me. And when I realize that, joy and peace Overflow within me, and I find that I don't need to look at that other thing for the joy and the peace and the love. I don't need to look at sex or drugs or interpersonal things or ambition or climbing the social ladder. I don't need to use outbursts of wrath because there's joy and there's peace within me. He says, Patience, kindness, goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control start to flow out of me. I find that as I'm filled up, as the tank within me gets filled up with the love and the peace of God, I actually can be faithful. I don't need to try and divide groups and move from one group to the next to get what I want. I can be gentle. I don't need to jostle for my way. I can submit and be meek, and I can have self-control when my flesh rises up and says, you need that drink, that food, that whatever, that relationship, I can have self-control and say, no, I don't need that because I'm satisfied in Christ. So I need to ask you, what kind of fruit is coming out of your life? Even if you're a Christian, the flesh and the spirit war against each other. Right till the end of our lives, we're going to have this war. In First Peter, he says the, the lusts of the flesh war against your soul right up until the end of your life. And the way you can tell where you are is by saying what fruit? Is the fruit of the Spirit overcoming the work of the flesh? And I said I would come back to this verse. I need to just close with this. He says, I'm warning you. And, and in if uh, Acts chapter 20, he says that every time he warned them, he warned them with tears. He says, I'm warning you. I'm pleading with you. I'm telling you this because I can see the road that you may be on will lead to death. He says, I'm warning you, if you are practicing or living in any of these lifestyles that are the works of the flesh, he uses the word practice, which means an ongoing lifestyle. In other words, if you are living in a lifestyle of that sexual sin, or that spiritual religious sin, or that interpersonal sin, or the drunkenness and revelries. He says, if you are living in that lifestyle, I need to tell you, you are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But if the fruit of the Spirit is overwhelming the works of the flesh then there's a sign that the life of God is within you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you never give us this information without being there to help us live it, Lord. Thank you that you are here, Holy Spirit, right now. The, the vine and the, fr- the life of the vine is, is available right now for us. God, please, would you forgive me? Jesus, I wanna be plugged into your vine and I ask for your life to flood into me. And Lord, I choose to allow that life to produce fruit in me instead of the works of the flesh from today onwards. And the Lord says, if you do that, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That word saved is the word sozo, which means Saved, healed, delivered, set free. Jesus rushes in. If you call on his name, he comes. He sets you free and he pours his life into you today. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.